Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts, exploring how customers like you are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. If there's one thing consultants love more than successful projects, it's buzzwords. And today we're going to hit on one that has been tried and true and famous in the industry for at least the past decade, and that's digital transformation. But but the reason we're talking about this today is because we are at a point in history where a lot of transformations are either succeeding, improving value, or failing. And we, we, we love our stats here at Hitachi Solutions, and one I'm going to throw out there um, is over half, so 50, 69, in some studies over 70% of digital transformations are reporting that they failed. They haven't delivered on the value or expected outcomes that the organization expected up front. A big component of that is that, uh, that organizations do not tend to tie their digital transformation strategy together with their organizational or business strategy in ways that would allow for sustainability, enable continuous improvement, and be able to measure, benchmark and measure results as time goes on. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave Horstein, and welcome to Exchange with Hitachi Solutions. Our theme today picks up on something our, our services team has been working very diligently on with our customers, and that really is honing in on the foundational meeting of digital transformation and how it is uniquely defined for an organization. But to help me with this today, I've got two very special guests to introduce, Hannah Farley and Norm Spears. Welcome, both of you. How are you doing? Great, Great Dave. Thanks for having right. us. Of course. Hannah, you have been on, but it's been a while. Um, would you mind doing a quick intro about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm Hannah Farley. I am uh, the Vice President of Advisory Services at Hitachi Solutions. Um, and my role here really digs into um, all things to help clients achieve their business outcomes. And so I've got a lot to say about digital transformations and looking forward to sharing that with you. Yeah, excited for it. And Norm, uh, same with you. you you've been a, a somewhat regular on our show. Do you mind doing a brief intro for our listeners? Long time ago. Uh, yes, Norman Spears. I am a principal with the Managed Services Group. I've actually been with Hitachi for over 20 years. Uh, we've got a lot of people that stick around. Um, and part of the message about the Managed Services team is that, so I've actually been with every single one of the practices. So we cover all of the Microsoft practices and we help clients. Um, we partner with them on an ongoing support strategy. Part of that support strategy and that's why that's why we're trying to work more with Hannah and her team uh, is because of the importance of that ongoing ROI, the digital transformation. We want to make sure that there are regular touch points throughout the life cycle over over years rather than just on a project basis. That's perfect. And so for our listeners, what this means for you is we've got a great blend of of strategy and focus and then operational sustainment. So this conversation is is definitely going to be valuable to to stick around for. Um, Hannah, I was hoping to start with you. I mentioned in the intro, digital transformation, it is a buzzword or phrase. Um, it's something that if you if you follow you know, LinkedIn influencers and, and a lot of uh, senior leaders at, at organizations that are regularly posting on there or X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, it's it's kind of a tired term. It's something that um, I think people are are realizing maybe maybe their projects or engagements weren't quite as transformative as they were hoping for, not getting the outcomes they were expecting. 
when you think of digital transformation, how do you define it? You know, I think breaking it down into its simplest terms, digital transformation really means, um, you know, shifting your business uh, to implement new technologies that can help either create new or modify existing business processes. Uh, sometimes there are cultural aspects to it uh, and customer experiences, and all of these things come together to help uh, businesses stay competitive in their marketplace and meet changing requirements and things like that. Makes sense. And I've, I've worked on a number of projects with you where upfront we're helping executives make sure that there's clarity, right? Or as you say, line of sight to how their projects or initiatives tie back to the organization strategy. Uh, how often do you see that be a challenge for, for leaders as they're planning out their projects? Um, I think it's been a challenge for leaders on probably every project I've ever yeah. been on or touched or engaged with. Um, you know, and really interesting stats. Uh, and I, I followed up last week on this one. And so I think it, Forbes and McKinsey have both reported that 95% of people don't fully understand their organization strategy. And so I think at a leadership level, you know, uh, people live in it. They are developing strategies to move their businesses forward. Sometimes that gets lost and doesn't gets translated down to end users. And so when you have a digital transformation, making sure it's A, aligned with the strategy for the organization and where they want to move going forward, but um, also making sure that people are really clear about, and that's the line of sight thing you just called out, yeah. making sure people have line of sight into how what they do daily helps execute the strategy of the organization. That's a really, that's a missing key component I see pretty often. What I'd add to that, so thinking, so it's really culturally um, driven perspective. If you think too about value in any sort of project that ties back to a digital transformation, there's, I, I often advocate for clarity of, of the outcomes of the transformation up front. So how is this digital transformation strategy that's driving a project, for example, how are we going to know it's successful? What are the metrics, the measures, the objectives that the organization is going to benchmark and measure over time to prove that they're getting value out of this technology or changes um, in the organization? And I think it's part of the reason so many projects or transformations fail is because they don't take that time to figure that out. How does this project tie back to our strategy? And especially now where there's you can you can read up on this a lot of erp investment is suddenly um, upticking with the, the current state of the economy um, organizations especially manufacturers are looking at ways to optimize supply chain finance etc everything that lives in that erp world and a lot of that's driven by compliance so they're not really thinking about strategy but what you're losing there is the tie back to your strategy the actual the direction of the organization the the key performance indicators that help you figure out if you're healthy or not and even if you're being mandated from a, a, a compliance perspective to replace an ERP, it just makes sense to tie back to the things that are important to the business because you can design an ERP around your organization or you can design an ERP the way that, in our case, Microsoft dictates is best. Um, and to me, you need a, the best of both worlds to really get value out of, out of something like an ERP. So I, I think it's both sides of the coin there. You've got your, you need that clarity. People who are going to adopt these systems or, or projects that are tied to a transformation, they need that clarity so they, they understand what's in it for them and 
um, in the value it's going to bring to the organization, but they the organization also needs to understand the expected value and the tieback to strategy to to maximize it. Absolutely, and I love that you tied defining the business goals and objectives because all too often we see projects start with undefined success criteria and for any project whether it's you know a loan implementation or it's part of a big broad digital transformation effort you have to have that defined success criteria because to me that should be your guiding light throughout the project the north star it should help you define requirements it should help you define what business process changes you're hoping to see it should help you define the behaviors that you need to see in your humans moving forward so you're getting to that new future state of your organization and a lot of times we start projects without having any of that information and then we see them take longer we miss deadlines we don't have um i would say that line in the sand on what maybe a minimum viable product would be to keep this business running and get it up there. Um, And then projects push and push and push. um, And then the organization suffers a little bit from that too, because you'll start to see those efforts fail. And when that happens, the culture starts to wonder, hey, will something actually change? You know, um, they start pushing back on things that leaders know need to happen so that their company can stay competitive and they can keep their people employed. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And there's there's a ton of promise with, especially new technologies. I know we're going to get into AI in a little bit, but if you think about the value that the, that these these technologies can bring to an organization, if you just take the time to plan it out up front, the outcomes, the capabilities that you could bring to your enterprise are are mind boggling. What I'd I love be curious that. from uh, or about uh, is Norm your perspective. So as Hannah's hitting on a really great point. Um, pulling on this thread a little bit more that a lot of the projects that that we're starting, they haven't begun with clarity around those expected outcomes. And so I'd imagine in your realm, where we're really, really looking at operationalizing this technology, um, there's probably an impact there, right? Um, your, your team's there getting ready to take on the ongoing support and continuous improvement of a project that maybe didn't have clarity of expected outcomes to begin with. What do you all see in that in that instance? So you're asking me a pretty tough question um, because that's that's not a uh, a continuous improvement is a core goal of the managed services team. But but without having a plan coming into it, if if that clarity doesn't exist, um, we really need to work with our customers and potentially again with advisory to help put that together. Nonetheless, absolutely, the the managed services team or whoever the sustainment partner is, whoever that partner is, whether it's internal, whether it's external, that again, I'm I'm here as an agnostic partner, managed services is an option, but it's certainly not a requirement for any of our clients. Um, What we do provide is a structure. We provide um, a, a repeatable transition process. So those sustainability uh, those those that sustainment strategy moves forward if it exists. Your question in this case, though, if it doesn't exist, that would be developed during that process, or at least some parts of it. There would be a continuous improvement strategy developed um, for things like um, even if it's just automating repetitive tasks. That's something that we find um, incredibly valuable for our clients from an ROI perspective. You know, minor incremental iterative improvements in processes. Uh, can save can save customers money, uh, and that's something that we can help with. Makes sense. So you're all you're finding these opportunities, especially in in initiatives or, or platforms that didn't have this clarity. You're finding opportunities to add value even after the fact. 
like maybe right. it wasn't clear what the expected outcome of value was in, in the onset, but you're able to come in and take a close look at ways that these platforms can really help move the needle for an organization, even while they're in operational in an operational state. Absolutely. So, so again, while we 100% see the value of having that, and that's the ideal state is that there is a clear sustainment strategy over the next period of time, a roadmap. Um, but regardless, even if we don't have that to your point, so there are little piecemeal things like that, um, but broader picture, uh, one of the most important features of an ongoing operational support for things like specifically dynamics, let's say, there are regular platform updates and release waves. Um, those have a tremendous amount of new features, new functionality that are contained in them. And that's, a, again, a, a very strong way to bring added value to the system. Uh, we have many customers who have hundreds of customizations because their businesses are unique or special. Um, but over time, those customizations can be removed if they have a plan, a roadmap, and if they have um, architecture and, and, and a, a product vision so that they're getting to that final destination. I have something, Norm, you know, just hearing that commentary and talking about, you know, um, the additional configurations and things like that of a, of a customer. Uh, we often have clients come to, come to us and say, we need to simplify our system. We've somehow ended up with a Franken system, right? Where um, we, and, and I would say, you know, in my experience, it's been because they didn't have a lot of direct clarity or line of sight into standardization. And so they would let people make suggestions for requirements and things like that. And there'd be so many customizations that the system would be really hard to even replicate. So ERP systems, right? Sometimes they're decommissioning an old way of doing something. They need to upgrade to this new thing. And they're like, hey, how do we, we want to come in and we want to simplify, but let's go take these requirements. And without having that clarity, uh, Norm, have you seen where we end up redeveloping Franken systems if there's not that clarity in line of sight? So absolutely, that that vision, that clarity is something that uh, that should be there up front, hundred uh, um, percent. It's still it's still something we can fix. So there's 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 two ways to go about this, uh, or two common scenarios that we see in managed services. At least it could be a Franken system. It could be an existing system that was implemented by somebody else. I do know that our delivery teams are diligent. Are the the overriding philosophy, specifically say with Dynamics three sixty five is to simplify, is to only use, say, extensions, not configurations, not complex customizations because, because of the platform, because of the way that it changes. So generally speaking, they're pretty streamlined if we get them from our delivery teams. That said, we do also help to support customers who implemented it on their own or had another partner implement it. And, and we can absolutely assist them in, in helping that longer term transformation. I like it. And also, I don't know how I've been in this industry for about 15 years and never heard the phrase Franken system before. I'm gonna have to adopt that one. We see them. <laughs> this should have been a Halloween episode. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> so, um, okay, how can I transition to this without sounding corny? I can't. Uh, AI. <laughs> it's kind of mandated to talk AI these days because everyone's it's top of mind for everybody. We're trying to understand 
um, from an organizational perspective, a human perspective, a business impact perspective? What will this technology bring? Um, what sort of disruption will it bring? And in the case, you know, Hannah, we started talking about how we need to make sure any sort of implementations are tied back to organizational strategy. Well, if we think about AI and in the sudden burst of capability it brings, how does that change? It's going to disrupt, one, the organization strategy. Everyone's kind of now kind of blow the dust off the cover of their business strategy and, and figure out what the impacts are here. But how do you see that impacting digital transformations moving forward? Yeah, well, if you think about um, my simplified kind of a dumbed down version of a digital transformation uh, being things that are going to impact their people, their process, their technology, and their culture. Um, they're, you know, when you, the introduction of AI changes the way people think about running their businesses, right? Um, there's not necessarily, you know, going to be a need for less people, but the people need to upskill and do more strategic work. So I see, um, you know, on the horizon, a lot of shifts coming where people move from the tactical daily tasks to needing to do more strategic value add work to needing to really understand how to work with AI to, to get the full benefits of benefits of that and applying that value. Those are really big shifts for people, you know, and so when an organization is, you know, pulling AI into its digital transformation strategy, um, they have to take into consideration big changes in process and big changes to the humans that they're going to need to continue operating their business. Um, so I think those are some, some shifts that I see happening there. Um, and it really will require a lot of rigorous people support to move them through to this next phase. I mean, this is essentially a revolution, right? Um, I think in manufacturing, we call it uh, industry 4.0, but this AI revolution is overtaking every industry and there are going to be some of those same impacts to be seen, you know, cross-functionally. Absolutely. What I'm excited to see is Norm's team trying to support uh, AI enabled Franken systems. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so our team, absolutely. We're, we're regularly called upon when any, when anything new comes out uh, as a, potentially a first contact. So we've had clients for 15 or more years who have been with us for that long on various versions of uh, you know, legacy support systems. Over time, they hear about all the new stuff that's coming out and they ask us and we have people who can absolutely do that. One of the benefits of having an ongoing flexible partner is that you can reach out, you do have somebody you can talk to who can at least start that conversation. But a, a huge benefit is that we can also bring in people who specialize in it. So for example, uh, FSM, or sorry, field service, AI co-pilot, right? It's a very specialized thing. So we'll have somebody who, who knows a customer's solution and we can talk about it and we can maybe implement it and we can help to get them set up. But the great value of having that, that customer for life relationship, that real partnership, is that we can bring in people who specialize in that, give them a, a one hour demo of something really quickly. And, and there is huge value here. So there might be a great project that comes out of it that can deliver a huge amount of value. So we can deliver immediate value and an introduction to it, but a, a bigger, longer-term value. I'd say from an AI perspective, though, 
Um, one of the most important things, at least that I see from an operational perspective, is that if you've got something in place, if you have some kind of enterprise chat, chatbot, whatever, one of the biggest concerns that many of our clients have is that they don't have a good knowledge base. Uh, they don't have a chatbot. They All of their people might not have had sufficient training. Just even that basic enterprise chat can provide huge, cheap wins there. It gives you access to documentation. It gives you access to people. So everything that's within your organization is immediately available in an intelligent way, which goes a huge way to developing those kinds of capabilities. With you saying that, Norm, what you got me thinking is we, we started talking about how so many digital transformations fail, but to the points you're making, you for organizations that are really struggling to drive value from those transformations, looking at this cutting edge technology that can that can suddenly with not a flip of a switch but with with some work and due diligence um flip some switches pull some levers and suddenly you have an ai enabled organization that is driving value renewed value from a transformation initiative that maybe wasn't producing to expectations very good food for thought okay Thank you both for joining me on this journey to talk about digital transformations, the challenges in driving and sustaining value from them and where we see the industry heading. Uh, as always, I've got three big things that I want to make sure our listeners take home with them. The first is, and we've talked about this a couple times in this episode, in to make sure that you're getting as much value as possible out of your digital transformation initiatives, you need to tie back the trans transformation to your organization strategy, your business strategy, your team, your leadership team has already come up with objectives, measures, and expectations that are going to drive the organization forward in the coming years. Your digital transformation strategy should tie directly back to that, which is going to give you great line of sight for your employees as they're taking on this new technology and how the work they do as they're adopting these tools ties back to the value and expectations that the organization is seeking to achieve. The second thing I'd like to highlight is the concept of Franken systems, which was new for me today. Again, after 15 years in the business, um, this is is a, a scary situation that can result when you don't have that clarity up front. If you are just implementing systems for the sake of implementing systems and not not setting clear expectations on outcomes up front, uh, those Franken systems can can take on a life of their own resulting in unexpected costs and continuously poor returns on investments. The third and final thing, as Hannah mentioned, when we got into AI and how that impacts the, the sustainability of digital transformations, she called on the, the big changes this technology is going to bring to processes and humans. So to continue to drive value from your transformations and ensure that everybody is able to adopt and leverage all the benefits these tools can bring to your organization. We have to highlight those changes to the humans, to the processes, make sure everyone understands the value and how they're going to adopt and, and drive value to the organization and equip them with the knowledge to be able to do so. Hannah, Norm, thank you so much for joining me today. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, check us out at global.hitachi-solutions.com and we'll talk to you next time. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives.